It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I believe the biggest uh, thing the NBA could do, and, and I look at it like that, is maybe just to change the logo from Jerry West on the emblem of the NBA to now Kobe Bryant. So you think they should do that? I think they should do that. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. There's no easy way to start this episode, right, Max? It's been a long week, not only for the NBA community, but this is just a, a global story that, that shook up the world. In wake of Kobe Bryant's passing, Gianna Bryant, uh, seven other passengers that were in this helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. And that January 26th day, it's from... What is it? Less than an hour after the news broke, we're in New Orleans uh, getting ready to cover the Celtics and Pelicans game, and we instantly got on camera to talk about what happened because there was the, the last thing we were talking about is Celtics versus Pelicans. Yeah, it was. It was you know? uh, just surreal when you think about the way things happen. Um, I mean, waking out, waking up out of a, a slumber, and then all of a sudden it was like. You know, getting text messages, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. You just didn't believe it. And then getting there to the game that night and to see the players, uh, probably again, I'll, I'll say it was Jalen Brown affected me probably more than any anybody because Jalen said that was his first jersey he'd ever had. But when I mentioned it to um, Jalen, he said, um, I said, Jalen, bad news today. He said, yeah. And he looked at me so much like a, a kid, and he said, I never met him. I never met him. And that, to me, was like, wow. Just, it it resonated how he felt by him saying that. Like, you know, he, he was never going to get a chance to meet Kobe Bryant. It, it, it really showed me that in today's basketball world, Kobe Bryant was Michael Jordan to a lot of these guys. And that's how they felt. I think in the last year or so, you could see that Kobe Bryant really opened up to being a mentor and teaching other people. And you see all these pictures with Kobe Bryant and, uh, you know, what he meant and, you know, the things that went on in his life and and just the people that he met. I think that was the crazy part about it, just the uh, amount of people. And you just can't um, you just can't put it into words, you know, when you think about Kobe and 
you know, just all the things that he meant to so many people. In fact, there's a picture now that, you know, I'm going to show you, which is really interesting. I'll give you on camera, but it's a picture wow. of Kobe Bryant and my daughter, my <clears throat> oldest daughter, wow. Kobe yeah. Bryant with a mustache. I think we tweeted this out on, on my Instagram. And I love that he's wearing an Avrex jacket. Yeah, yeah, days yeah. And everyone had one and, of those. And it's just... It, that, it, that's it, late it, 90s, early yeah. 2000s. And yeah. I had never... And the thing about it, which was crazy, I hadn't really met Kobe until later on uh, in his career. I, and, and you know me, I'm not one that is intimidated about meeting people. And we're in the Staples Center. And I was talking to Norm Nixon, the guy I had, I had played with and played against when he was with the Lakers. I played with him when I was with the Clippers. And uh, Kobe was coming in. He said, um, he said, you want to meet him? I'm like, yeah, okay. And I walk up. He introduces me. And Kobe's like, oh, I, so I, I know I, I know Cornbread. I, I know him. <laughs> you know, many days I've been I cheered, cheered against him. So it was, and then from then on, it was just like uh, every time I'd see him or he, he'd catch my eye or I'd catch his eye, he would always wink or, you know, say something. And and then um, the, the last one where it showed myself and Kobe Bryant, uh, last game against the Celtics uh, in L.A., uh, Kobe Bryant, Celtics won the game. Uh, we're interviewing Marcus Smart after the game. And Kobe, it looks like he's going off the court. And he t- takes a beeline, and he comes right over to me and shakes my hand. And right in front of Marcus, like, mm-hmm. get out of here, Marcus. All, you know, And <laughs> it was just one of these moments where I will always, uh, I have a video of it. I always will treasure this. And, you know, sitting on the people, and I've tweeted this out, and people have seen it. And it's uh, it's just um it it doesn't even seem like it happened mm-hmm. until you start looking at all the mm-hmm. things that have happened and even last night watching the events at the Staples Center just blew me away mm-hmm. incredible uh job they did with that you know the ceremony beforehand and um what they've done outside of Staples Center I mean it's been like that all week max you know just fans gathered around and you just see these crowds of people and it doesn't matter. It could be two a.m. or five o'clock on an, you know in an afternoon when the Lakers aren't even playing. All week, fans have been there morning. L.A. and L.A. is not get that kind of place. L.A. is the next news that happens, the next news cycle, and for Kobe to essentially stop everything going on in L.A. Uh, where it is where it's Hollywood glitz, mm-hmm. it just shows you how important he was. You know, a guy played there for twenty years who had fans standing on their feet, who, you know, uh, won five championships. Right. And you could see, you could hear that last night when LeBron was talking about him. And I thought that was like a really serious speech. One of my rivals, James Worthy, who played with the Lakers, um, he's like, LeBron arrived and became a Laker because of the speech. And they gave him footnotes, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, Cliff notes just to say something about Kobe, and he just said, I, I don't want those. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to speak from the heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what he did. And he, he spoke as a, a competitor. He spoke as a brother. He, he spoke as a friend. He spoke as a father. And I think he spoke for all of us. And then even with the last line where he said, I'm going to use Kobe's line and Mamba out. And then he said, then I'm going to speak for us and say, Never to be forgotten, mm-hmm. and it was such a, a poignant moment. And for you to play a game after that, that does doesn't even seem right. I know you have to, 
but it doesn't even seem right, especially in L.A. I think they did the best thing of all when they canceled the game with the Lakers yeah, and the I Clippers. Yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, that was fresh off of it. Right. And both teams decided at that time, no, we don't want to play that game. You know, huge ramifications, but no, let's table it and we'll play it later on, you know, sometimes during the season, which is easier for them since both those teams are in L.A. Right, and LeBron also unveiled his new tattoo. Um, it's uh, Mamba for Life, a number eight on one end of a snake for obviously Black Mamba, and a number 24 on the other end. I, I thought it was perfect. I, I'm really blown away by what LeBron did. And, you know, <laughs> I just don't, you know, people, people getting all these tattoos and guys like LeBron and, and people like that, it's like, they have so many know, tattoos. You're like, where is it? You got to zoom where, in on Yeah, which one is it? <laughs> you know, and I think that Kobe would laugh about that yeah. part of just, you know, of people getting tattoos about him and his family. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it, it is a, a different time. And I believe the biggest uh, thing the NBA could do, and, and I look at it like that, is maybe just to change the logo from Jerry West on the emblem of the NBA to now Kobe Bryant. So you think they should do that? I think they should do that. Okay. I mean, what else What else are you going to do? I right. mean, the teams right now, Lakers are wearing patches. Other teams are going to be wearing things. And every player is trying to find his own way to honor Kobe Bryant. Um, they were talking, we were talking, myself and my broadcast partner, Sean Grandy, were talking to Kimba. Walker uh, a couple of days ago uh, after the game and uh, Kimba was having a little bit difficulty because he wore number eight and everybody else is like no I'm changing I don't mm-hmm. want to wear eight and Kimba yeah, Walker says yeah Kimba yeah. Walker said Kimba says hey I'm gonna I'm gonna wear it because I want to honor him right. so I think every player has a different way of going about grieving mm-hmm Everybody has a different way about respecting and showing respect. Right. So uh, every player is going to do what he's going to do. I like that he said that, too. He said everyone grieves differently. And, and yeah. that's that's so true in, in, in many different ways. And either way, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I don't think it's something that the league should say or, or uh, fans should say, oh, you should do this. No, that's up to the player. Like yeah. they, they condone themselves. They do whatever they think is well, right. Well, you know what? I, whatever I tribute they want to well, do for COVID. I, I don't know. When you say that, yeah, you can, but leagues have mandated certain numbers. Like Jackie Robinson, the Major League Baseball took that number and retired right. it permanently. But you think that that NBA should do that? Oh, I don't know if they should or not, but it's, it's happened. Right. No, I whereas, know. whereas leagues have done that. So, to to get away to essentially say we we're not going to use two numbers that's that's pretty hard in the NBA considering right. that you know the numbers the few numbers you have already yeah exactly mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's yeah the NBA is doing the right thing and letting the player make that yeah. decision mm-hmm. you know and you look at this entire week and the, like you said you know an entire generation of players and a fraternity of NBA guys that, are, that, that have been mourning and and, and going through the pro, going through the motions, it seems like night after night, having to go out there and, and, and play ball, it's just been so difficult. I mean, have, have you remembered a week like this related to sports, where you've seen so many guys affected and in tears and can't go through a post game interview and that kind of no, reaction? The only reaction I remember like that was um, uh, maybe the Boston uh, bombing. 
uh, where guys were affected like that and you had to come back home and play a game. Uh, that's the only time I can remember something that was so vivid that uh, affected the game in that way uh, that you had to do. You had to play a game. Essentially what they did, they canceled the game that we had that night Celtics game, uh, the, yeah. of the Boston Marathon. Right. And then when you played it later on, but the impact that it felt after you came back and played that first game was was uh, you, you could taste it. And you still can, you know, you can still hear hear Big Poppy, mm-hmm. my seed. <laughs> That's right. That already gets you, though. <laughs> my seed. <laughs> Big Poppy, I love that. That's the only, that's the, that's the only Dominican accent, accent I have. <laughs> that's the only line yeah, you that's have. That's the only one you I have. You can't say nothing else. Like my seed. <laughs> yes, what? My seed. Well, you know, I think that that's the thing about it. Even in tears... And even in sorrow, you're still you're still gonna have to find some humor and ways to get mm-hmm. beyond this. As I said before, and I'll say it again, when there was nine eleven, next day was nine twelve, mm-hmm. and a lot of people went on with their lives and had to go on with their lives. Yes, you grieved, but life is life is here, and essentially, you know, for the living. Right, and you you honor them, and then after a while, you have to move on. I like when Kemba said, this is what Kobe would want us to do. Go out there and ball out. Yeah. And now you look across the league, uh, Trey Young, uh, Young, Kyrie Irving put up 50 the other night. He took the night off the day after he found out uh, the news broke and after it happened. But players are just taking it out on the court. And that's exactly what Kobe would want. That's the Mamba mentality right well, there. Well, I you think know? the biggest thing about it, and, I, and those things happen, but... The biggest sanctuary for a player when things happen is where he works. Charles Barkley said it one time. He said his grandmother died and he was going to take the day off and, you know, go. With that. And he said instead he went out and played. And he was able to focus all that energy and all that frustration out there on the court. And for two and a half hours, that's exactly what he did. And it, it could... You can you can get away from it for a minute, and then after it's over, then you come back to reality. But but that that's a little bit of relief for a player when he's able to get out there and play the game that he's right. loved all this time. And you see, even in that Laker game, everybody was hesitant, everybody was sluggish, everybody was walking in the fog. And all of a sudden, the game broke out. Damian Lillard was like, <laughs> "I'm so let's go, let's just do this right. thing." Right, and um, he went off. So I, I just think that. Those things do happen, but uh, you have to keep living. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what uh, I think Kobe or anybody would say. You just got to keep living. Uh, my father, who has never been a uh, – he's been a, a man of not many words. And he has always said to me, which I will always remember this, he said, live for the day and not for tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. Mm-hmm. And you can look at Kobe Bryant in that situation of having all these grandioso plans and all these things he wanted to do. and that, But you never know when your clock, is your time is going to be punched. Right. And for him, at least he was able to, he was doing something that he absolutely loved. And my only hope with all this is that he, 
he he did not suffer. Mm-hmm. He did not suffer through this. It was almost spontaneous. It seems like that's kind of what happened. The way the reports are now coming out of that fog and then right into the mountain. Right into the mountain. Yeah. Whereas I would have just been. I'm, I've I've tried to deal with this as a father and thinking what would it be like if I was on a plane or a helicopter and my last. You know, my I got a minute to live here with my daughter. Am I trying to grab her, to shield her, whatever it is? Am I trying to do that? Mm-hmm. And that's what really, for me, probably was more touching. Uh, the fact that if it happened in an instant, at least I feel like he went and didn't have to have the additional burden mm-hmm. of thinking about his daughter and what was going to happen to her, you know. Because that's what everyone was thinking. Yeah. That, yeah. Waiting for that impact, bracing themselves, and yeah. how terrible that, that would have been. Um, have you had a conversation with your daughter about this? Actually, was she the one that sent you that picture? Uh, both my daughters. Yeah, both my daughters. I talked to my okay. oldest one. The one I have, a uh, Shamika has a picture. That one with Kobe Bryant with the mustache and young and whatever it was. And my oldest, my baby girl, didn't know as much about him. But she harped back to... Um, Exactly what I was saying, like the fact that she was there with her father, he was there with her and he hopes that, you know, he didn't have to, you know, think about himself dying. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, my and hopefully that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like instantaneously and you were, you know, that's it. For me, Kobe Bryant's legacy, it's just growing up, obviously I'm from Boston, right? I wasn't a Lakers fan. Couldn't stand Kobe. Didn't like Kobe and uh, Shaq. They're dominating. I, I rooted for the Trailblazers. I rooted for the Kings. You know, but you and always Shaq, have that level of respect. The Queens. The Queens, Shaq. right. And oh, Shaq, you man. Don't even get me started. Yeah. That, that Portland Trailblazers series, that Game 7, when they blew that huge lead and the alley-oop to Shaq, and Shaq's got his arms in the air, and they're jumping up and down. Oh, man, I hated that. I couldn't believe they beat that team. Damon Stoudemire, who else on the team? Well, they uh, should, they Rasheed were, Wallace, that well, team. Yeah. They should have beat those guys. Like, you had them against the ropes, well, and you didn't do it. You want to – you have – you have the mentality of, of looking at the Lakers and you want to really just chew at them, but you realize that... The respect. Respect. You had this level that, of respect. Those two guys, Kobe and Shaq. This episode of Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Hours away from you making some big money. I mean, you isn't that right, Max? Absolutely. Get your bets going today. I mean, you're talking about somebody right now saying absolutely on anything that things that you can bet money on. And if you're correct, you win more than they play in the game. Exactly. You're in like Flynn. Easy money. But you got to head over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and get in on the action. That's betonline.ag. Don't forget the promo code CLNS50 to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can bring the playoffs home with our exclusive sportsbook, betonline.ag. I don't know if you think of another Batman and Robin right. combination like that yeah. that was better. Right. I don't know who you could, I don't know who, in the in the aisles of the NBA, in the bowels of the NBA, who, who was better as a two players together? Mm-hmm. I mean, Larry played with Kevin, but no. You definitely say no. They weren't as dominant. Uh, you know, guys that I know or played with uh, Robert Parrish. 
you know, Jordan Pippen. Jordan like, Pippen. No, I mean, is it LeBron and D Wade? You know, they play together with Bosch, but you don't see them in that same level. No. So those two guys were so dominant. Yeah. They were the they were they were the original Batman and Robin that you think that combination. And um, for Kobe, I think bigger than that was the fact that he went out there and won another ring exactly without the big guy. Without the big guy, and that was that was his mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how great I am. Right. I'm going to win one without him. So then that's where the level of respect went even higher. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like whenever he got pushed down, he just bounced right back up. And then even during those last two, three years of his career, coming back from the Achilles and everything, the Lakers weren't what they used mm-hmm. to be. The Lakers weren't competing for a championship. But it wasn't about that for Kobe, right? It was about getting back out there and showing everyone, hey, I still got this 60-point game in my very last time on the floor. And then he transitioned into this... Uh, mentor and connoisseur, basketball connoisseur. Man, Max, a few years ago or right after he retired, I got to a point in my life where I was just like going on YouTube and just watching his interviews. I, I couldn't stop listening to him talk about the game. And I couldn't stop listening to him talk about uh, reaching your goals and, and what it takes to get there and having that, that motivation or I should say that Desire to to say I'm going to get this done and I'm going to do whatever it takes to be great. I don't know. That's what I love about. I, Kobe. I, I don't know if his second act would have been as it's been hard to top that first act, but the way he was trending to win an Academy Award mm-hmm. to push the WNBA to higher levels to push to bring a soccer. Team, uh, you know, another soccer team to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That was in itself just he was he was going to another level. His business ventures of having a hundred million dollar company. The, the, the dude just he absolutely had it all, and and he was still having children. On top of that, mm-hmm. so. And then we talk about we talked about this a few weeks ago. What happened, you know, the, one of the, the lowest points of his career, lowest points of his life. That guy not only rebuilt the Lakers, he rebuilt his marriage, Max. He rebuilt that family bond, that strong bond. The same marriage that in the very beginning people were already questioning. He was, what, 20 years old? She was 18, I believe, something like that when they first got married. Oh, how long is this going to last? You know, Kobe's going right into this marriage thing. At that time, it was like divorces every other month, you know. And he made it through. You know, you gave me, you know, you corrected me when I said, man, Kobe must have been one heck of a guy for her to say, no, no, she must be one heck of a woman to (laughs) forgive him for what he did. And for them to, for that to make their marriage even stronger. Their their marriage and their bond had to be unbelievable. Had to be. Because. You don't see that. At that point. You don't see that anymore. When that happens and the cheating scandal came out, you know every girlfriend and and mothers and and people, her friends were. Take that Leave him. Yeah. Take Take him. Leave him. Leave leave him. him. You know, you got to leave him. You got the kids. And then Kobe was like, he was like, look, let's. I love you, mm-hmm. and and I screwed up, mm-hmm. and you know national TV and you and I were we had that thing where it's like that had to be, and that's what was so ironic about the uh, podcast we did. We talked 
about that one thing. And when we said, when I said to you, I said, has, is, has there ever been a call that a man has had to make to his wife other than talking about death mm-hmm. that would be harder than Kobe Bryant? Now look what happens to Vanessa. Right. And then I think the worst thing was maybe how she heard the news. It's the same way That's we a found out. whole nother side mm-hmm. that people, just people have touched on it. But it's just it's just so cruel. Mm-hmm. The news cycle is so cruel. The way it is nowadays. Everybody yeah. has to be first. Everybody has to get the information out. Mm-hmm. And I don't even care if the information is wrong. Rick, Rick Fox, Fox is yeah. dead. Yeah. His daughter calling him. Mm-hmm. You know, his his friends calling him. He answers the phone. Shaq said he wasn't picking up at first. Yeah, Shaq it, is calling him. He's yeah. not picking up. He's like, Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's true. Yeah, yeah. And, Rick just saying how his friend King Rice finally called him mm-hmm. and he answered the phone. King Rice was crying and bawling and it's like, oh yeah, so sad with Kobe and da da da. He said, no, mm-hmm. I thought you were dead. Mm-hmm. I wanted you. And when you answered the phone, he said it was just this relief and and so that's a whole another side of our business. I guess to be first. Or having to be first because of Go, the news cycle itself. Going viral and all that. You know, you, yeah. you have to be the first one out. And mm-hmm. how TMZ even found out the information. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long after the crash that they had found out that I, it was I, Kobe I, Bryant. I saw the tweet and I'm just hoping. I literally, I was praying that they got hacked. Please, someone hacked their account and made up this story. I, I don't want to believe this. And, of course, I was I was, you know. They got it right, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah they got it right. And they were the first ones to the table with it. Yeah, man, it's been a tough week. I mean, another thing, too, I feel like people don't talk about this enough either. Um, Kobe, in the beginning, man, he was an underdog, in my opinion. He was an underdog. He was a guy that came straight from high school. People were like, this guy should have went to college. He wasn't mm. a Rookie of the Year candidate. Mm. He he went up against the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, airballed, you know, right before overtime, airballed again. But... People were laughing at him, Max. The Lakers, his own teammates. Oh, all this hype over this guy, and this is this is the guy? This supposed to be the next Jordan? Yeah. Man, we got Eddie Jones. Yeah. Remember this? Yeah. Come on, Max. I know you, don't, you forgot this. Yeah, yeah. And what did he do after that? Yeah. His, it, it was summertime, right? Technically summertime. Once you, get, once you get knocked out, right? It's done, right? Now, nah, Kobe went to the gym. Kobe studied film. Everybody was going out and everything. He's not even 21. He's in the hotel looking at game film. 18 years old. I'm going to be great. I'm going to be the greatest basketball player I can be. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to reach that level. And he fucking did it. Well, I think that is, that's a tribute to who Kobe was. But it was also a tribute to, attributed to Kobe Bryant being aloof from his teammates. You don't hear any of his teammates talking until the last couple of years about what a great teammate he was. Mm -hmm. You don't know nobody them first couple of years and you hear nobody talking about Kobe's a no, great teammate. Never heard that. You don't hear that. It's yeah. like, you know, he'd go to a restaurant, he he'll go eat by himself. Or he would go, you know, go to it's like nobody had been to his, his place, none of mm. his friends. Derek Fisher, who played with him, didn't even hardly know who Kobe Bryant was. I remember the story of I think it was the second or or the three P uh you saw Kobe just jump in, in into Shaq's arms. And I remember reading that afterwards, they they barely spoke to each other. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, that's just what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was, and then at that point, it was like who was going to take control? Mm-hmm. 
And the Lakers had to make a choice. Are we going with Kobe or are we going with Shaq? Going with Shaq, yep. And I guess they chose wisely. Yeah, yeah, they did. The uh, trade demand, remember? Kobe yeah, wanted, wanted yeah, out. Kobe yeah. wanted out of L.A. Kobe, Kobe said no and Shaq said no and but it happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, his testimonial is the fact that he's the five-time world world champion. He's a consensus, you know, NBA all-star for all these years. But he was also, over those years, one of the biggest villains around. Mm-hmm. And even here in Boston. And I remember when the, the crowd, the basketball respect for Boston went up to me the day that, the basketball crowd here in Boston started chanting MVP for Kobe. Mm-hmm. That was that was when they changed. And it was so interesting. Um, we played the game the other day. I came out after the game. And, and they have always has the vendors out there with all those shirts. And mm-hmm. LeBron this and, you know, that taco fall. I, and I looked at the vendor. I said, where is the... Kobe Bryant sucks shirt. Where, where is that? What happened to that? What happened to that? Those, those shirts. It's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, Max, you know. But that that was one of those things you looked at, how he how he turned the corner, how he literally turned the corner. Right. And um, of uh, public opinion. His last game at TD Garden one of the first games I ever covered. Wow. And that's honestly, I can say, is the only time I felt a little starstruck. It wasn't when I spoke to LeBron or when I spoke to Steph Curry or when I spoke to KG or Paul Pierce and those guys. It was Kobe because you knew as soon as you started a conversation, he, you had his undivided attention. Like, to me, that was the kind of guy he was. Like To me, there was, there was the player on the court and then there was Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant was a lot nicer than the guy on the court. <laughs> you know? And, and I think... Throughout those last couple of years, you start to see more of that Kobe because he knew he was on his way out. Yeah. And you start to see more of that personality. Well, and that's how you, you know. I think the biggest thing that people don't go with is the fact that he had had a daughter. He had a family. And that changes you 100%. Because you finally realize it's not just about you mm-hmm. as a dad. When you bring that little girl home or that little boy home, whatever you bring home, all of a sudden they're helpless and you got to give them part of yourself. And Kobe never gave part of himself mm. to anybody else. That's a good point. Until yeah. that child was born. Changed and him. then you could see the change. Yeah. I, I look at Gordon, Gordon Haywood uh, with the Celtics now and, um, his daughter, I think he made a mistake one game, didn't make a shot. And I was thinking to my mind, and his daughter was there. And children will really change you. Because I know his daughter didn't care one way or other if he made that shot. She was like, you know, right. like, Dad, where are we going to play at? Where am I going to get my ice cream? <laughs> right. And that brings your life full circle. And I'm sure that's what happened with Kobe Bryant. His life was bought full circle by the first daughter, but then the second daughter brings him back to the NBA right. because she loved playing basketball. He, you, he was done with the NBA. Yeah, he, wanted, he, yeah, he was he's done. He's going like, to games all the time. Yeah, yeah, you could see these tapes of him, and it was so cool, though. She would, he, he'd get up on it, and she'd knock him away with little arms, and then she hit the jump shot, and he was just so proud of that, and he brought her to games to teach her lessons about mm-hmm. the NBA. To hear Kobe at the end saying, 
how people would come up to him and say, oh, you and Vanessa, you need to have another another child. A you boy. need a boy. You yeah. need a boy. And, you know, Gigi would be like, uh, nah, no, I got that. No, nah, we cool. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I, I, got, I, I got that legacy thing going. Don't worry about it. I, I, I'm, that next, I'm the next person up, which to me is tremendous because just the pressure that you put on, she put on herself right. to do that. Just like her dad, man. Yeah. Just like her dad. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Mount Rushmore. Wow, wow, that's a good one. Would you put Kobe on Mount Rushmore as a basketball player? Is it? And you only have four people. Four. Yep. He's in the top five today. In my opinion, right now, right today, now, should be my, public should opinion. Be, be yes. Top four. yes. Yes. Public opinion. Yes. Okay. Oof. The years of basketball, which I've known, I would probably say no. Okay. Because there was Kareem, and then there's Russell, Chamberlain, Jordan. See, I wasn't thinking about Chamberlain. I was. I went to Jordan. See, nobody wants to think about Chamberlain, but I've said this before. Chamberlain has records. Everybody go, oh, Jordan had, you know, six, you know, 50-point games or something like that. Right. Chamberlain was averaging 50 points, man. (laughs) He he averaged. The man averaged 50 points a game. Yeah. (laughs) He he averaged 50 points a game. That's what people don't say. So, if you think about a Mount Rushmore in today's world, you'd probably say yes. But if you look at it, if you are, if you are a basketball historian, mm-hmm. you say no. Okay, you say no. I mean, I mean, there are those three big guys, and it used to be a big guys game. So the game has changed now. Mm-hmm. But I would Russell, Chamberlain, Kareem, and Jordan. Who's fifth? That's a good question. Kobe Bryant could be fifth. Okay. But you couldn't be four on my book. That's fair. Fair enough. See, I don't want to ask you this before we start recording. I want to put you on the spot. So no, that's, that's fine. I save that one for last. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would give you that all day. That I would say in the, on a Mount Rushmore, those are the four guys I would pick. But if they had another place up there with some stones and a hammer, you know, like little Kobe up there. Okay, <laughs> just put another here's, one in here's there. Kobe. Here, here's Kobe down here at the bottom. Make sure you put a halo. Yeah. Um, um. Actually, lastly, is LeBron going to win a championship now? This might. This might do it. I, if you asked me this a month ago, I would say no. I don't know if they do or not, and I think there are a lot of. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot. Lot of teams out there. I think what breaks for a team. They're a great team. What I saw in Boston, I saw flaws in the game. What I saw last night against Portland, I saw flaws in right. the game. I just feel like we haven't seen enough of Clippers healthy at well, full strength. Uh, yeah. That's what's that's what's bugging me. Because yeah, so, I still got the Clippers in mind. Yeah, Clippers, Clippers. I mean, it depends on what they roll in, run into. Right. I mean, you're talking that's about true. the number eight team could be Zion. And you wouldn't think that Zion would, you know, be able to do that, but that, they got a nice squad of guys down there in New Orleans. They get it rolling, buddy. They can create some problems. Yeah, Ingram really surprised me this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all star. Yeah. All right, we'll see. All we'll right. see. Um, 
that's it. We're up out of here. Rest in peace, Kobe, Bryant, everyone who lost their lives, all nine uh, victims in Calabasas, California. We've been thinking about you all week, and um, I continue to, to pray for uh, the, the families that, that were impacted. Man, I, I'll never forget this week. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth.